0: Welcome to Abiding in Avalon. I am your friendly neighborhood, Judas Pagan Witch, Rebecca Thistle, podcasting to you live-ish from the very dark Dudley Hermitage. <laughs> uh, my uh, my landlady slash roommate uh, didn't go to work today, and so um, I'm sort of working in the dark for a little while. <laughs> And that's okay. You know, sometimes you got to work in the darkness because, you know, life, <laughs> it's, it's a complicated situation. Well, it's actually not that complicated. It's mostly just uh, Becca's protecting her peace like you do. Anyways, um, so yeah, this is the show where you get to wake up with me. <laughs> I just poured my cup of coffee. Um, I did my morning, like, tarot reading ritual thing. I call it a ritual is that that makes it more magical it's it, it's just the way that I do my morning tarot is probably very different from how other people do it anyways um I'm gonna keep that to myself for right now <laughs> and uh, I don't drink coffee while I do that I don't know why and so I guess it's just some sort of tapping into that you know like in between state you know that that state where you're between you know, consciousness and unconsciousness, and, um, so, yeah, I just poured my first cup of coffee, so you get to literally listen to me wake up, uh, not only (laughs) because coffee, but because what I want to talk about is surrender, you know, like, you hear this all the time, all the time in fucking spiritual circles, it drives me up, the wall. I'm not even, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> when do you ever lie? Look at this? I don't know. Anyways, um, I'm gonna adjust this table a little bit. Sorry if that, um, sounds weird on your end. Anyways, uh, WAP, as, uh, Emily D Baker would say, we are professionals. Um, but I, I'm like, I don't, you know, people are like, oh, no. you know, especially when you get into like LOA circles, like, you know, I believe in manifestation, I believe in you know, the law of attraction, the law of assumption, I believe in that, not so much that I'll like die for it, you know, but you know, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can get on board with this right now. This makes me feel good right now. And when it stops feeling good, then I'll move on to something else, you know that's 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 how I roll with my beliefs is, is like yeah this is what I believe right now and if more information comes my way that makes me go hmm this isn't uh this no then you know I'll roll with that you know uh as a as a sort of side note to the side note I'm already on um <laughs> do you I do you need more coffee Becca yes yes I do <laughs> I host this podcast by myself so I have to talk to myself like I'm my own you know co-host anyways um but uh like my my deconstruction from Christianity like I I sort of started from a place of being angry you know not not just at the church as as an establishment as an institution but, you know, as, you know, mad at congregants for believing this stuff, mad at the very concept of Jesus, (coughs) and the more I learned, the more I deconstructed, the more angry I got, and angry I got, and then I just, and then I reached this point in my deconstruction where I was just like, it really doesn't matter at this point or, you know, is Jesus real? Is God real? I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I mean, the church is real. I'm still not comfortable with it, but I don't have to, I don't have to be a part of a church, but, you know, and then, and then I had a really interesting conversation with Jesus one day. (laughs) I think I mentioned this on a show a couple of months ago. Um, I was, uh, I was still doing my heathen rosary on an actual rosary and it and it bothered me and but I was in this you know sort of divine channeling state and uh Jesus said to me like yeah I don't like I don't like the crucifix either like why it's it's just weird <laughs> it's just weird why are, why are people praying over my dead body and perpetually remembering the worst moment of of my existence it you know, I, I, yeah, I get it. They're like, you know, honoring my sacrifice, but it's, it's, it's kind of morbid and it's kind of weird. And, uh, so know yeah, don't feel bad about it. It's just, it's just a hunk of metal. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> I, I, in fact, I even told people not to worship me. <laughs> Did they listen to me? No, you know. <laughs> and so we just, we sort of made peace in that moment. I was like, yeah, whatever, dude they're going to do what they're going to do. And you know, and you're going to do what you're going to do. That's cool. And I even talked about this on a video on uh, TikTok uh, a couple of weeks ago where I was channeling in my, uh, my dead grandmother, a, you know, like you do. <laughs> and she essentially told me the same thing, you know, cause she was a very devout Mormon. And, um, and she said to me that, uh, when she was alive, when I was like I don't know, twelve or thirteen years old, and she said, you know, um, all you have to do is you just need to you know start praying, and you need to ask God, is Mormonism the right thing for me? Are you there, God? And you will feel God there with you, and you know, and then you ask, you know, is is Mormonism the right religion? And you know, and and you will know because this, that, and the third. And I tried that, and it just—I didn't. It was nothing. There was nothing, and I never said anything to her because, you know, I didn't want to hurt my grandma's feelings. I love my grandma. And uh, anyway, so I was channeling her, and she—she she passed away in 2001. So yeah, it's been almost 23 years. Um, and I—I I channeled her in, and, and you know, and I said, "Grandma, about that." <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, no, that was—that was my truth," and I. And I didn't understand at that point in time that I was trying to make my truth your truth. And, you know, that that was the path that I needed to walk in my lifetime. And you have a different path. And I understand that now. And, you know, and, and she like name dropped some of my family members uh, who, who are also very devout in their faith. And she said, that's their path. You know, they're not wrong. They're not wrong when they tell you what good it does in their life and what joy it brings to them. Um, they're not wrong. But just just because something brings them joy doesn't mean that it has to bring you joy. You know, just because something brings them peace doesn't mean that it has to bring you peace. And um, anyways, I don't know if this actually transitions easily into the original topic of surrender that I was supposed to start talking about 10 minutes ago. I think I need more coffee. Hang on. Yes, I was a very, very, very long s- sip of coffee. <laughs> I suck down my coffee sometimes. Like, <laughs> like, like, like 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 I'm dehydrated in the desert there we go <laughs> anyway so surrender um I uh I just looked up the uh etymology of the word surrender because that's what I do and apparently this is very common in people with autism and I and I you know it's it's always interesting to me cuz there are things that I learn about autism that I'm like well I mean yeah, that's that's autism. <laughs> like you want to be very precise with language, and so you're very interested in things like you know roots and etymology and you know the origins of words and phrases. And I'm like, yeah, isn't everybody? <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently, it, well, I mean. It, it it's not uncommon but apparently it's very common among uh autistics in particular. Wanting to be very precise with language which makes sense, you know, wanting to communicate better. Anyways, so surrender, I went and I looked up the etymology and it comes from Middle French. Uh and it's you know, it's it's uh what do you call it? I, I, I wanna say portmanteau, but it's not a portmanteau. It's uh it's a combination I wanna say cognate, that's not right. I don't know. But you know, it's 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 a compound word. There we go. I I got there eventually. Do you need more coffee, Becca? Probably. <laughs> you know. Um so so uh you have the prefix of sir, which is over, and then render, which is you know, essentially, like to hand. So essentially, in Middle French, the word meant uh, originated as like you know handing over, and you know, and like in the in the context of of war battles type you know stuff, right? Um, you're looking at you know handing over like hostages, handing over your land, handing over you know tangible things to you know the the guy with the shiny piece of metal on top of his head and sparkly you know rocks <laughs> at his you know on his fingers or whatever also with the big pointy stick you know yeah that 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 pointy stick's probably <laughs> more important to you in battle than the shiny metal anyways but it's usually the guy with the shiny metal that has the the ability to make a lot of pointed sticks and hand them out to people and train them and take them all over you know creation to you know uh pointed things and say those are mine and if you disagree then you know here's a pointed stick (laughs) and you're not going to like what it does oh man that's that's grim anyways um so yeah so but when I think about it in the terms of like you know this spiritual surrender this you know uh, metaphysical surrender she's just sort of handing over control of whatever situation to a higher power Yeah, yeah you know much like in the 12 steps right wow (laughs) I'm fidgeting a lot I don't know if you're hearing that like you know my my table is wibbly wobbly the uh bolts that hold the legs in they they get they loosen up really fast and I think a lot of that is because I'm constantly moving this table around um And the reason I'm constantly moving this table around is because I've been cleaning every day. Yay me! Anyways, um, but yeah. So (laughs) between my uh, inability to sit still (laughs) for long periods of time in this wibbly wobbly table, um, I'm sure this this podcast sounds awful. Anyways, so surrender. You know, it's just this handing over that control to that that higher power. That um, what is it? Step. Step three in the twelve steps. Because like step one is, you know, I I <coughs> I acknowledge that I have an addiction essentially. I'm not I'm not quoting here. And step two is, you know, I believe in a power greater than myself. In the big book of AA, it's um God as I understood him or we understand him or something like that. Because you have to keep in mind that the big book of A.A. was uh, written in 1935-ish. Because here's the thing about A.A. What's uh, very fascinating to me is... You know, if you if you read uh, some of the stories, you know, like the testimonials, because if you get the big book of AA, then you have the testimonials at the back, especially from some of these like early members. It's all the same story. It's you know, well, I mean, it's not all the exact same story, but a lot of it is. You know, stuff happened in you know during the uh, you know era of what we now call World War One. And then prohibition happened, and then because prohibition happened, alcohol actually became easier to obtain. <laughs> like, I think I remember hearing a statistic somewhere that um, in Manhattan alone, um, there were 35,000 speakeasies. So it was not hard to get your hands on liquor and um actually in 1928 during the presidential election uh or maybe it was 1924 no i'm pretty sure it was 1928 because i think because it was al smith um i think it was in 1924 that he ran for governor of new york You'd think I would remember these dates, but Al Smith, um, I think, I think he, he had run for governor of New York and was now running for president. Anyways, he was a candidate for president, regardless of what other position he held prior to that. Anyways, um, and he um, he did this, he did this, he did this stunt where like he he went into a drugstore he bought two totally legal items combined them and made beer like instant beer essentially and it's like yeah no i obtained that legally i obtained that legally and now i combine them and i've just made something illegal but the only you know this is ridiculous you know he wanted to get rid of prohibition but, of course, the opposition was like, oh, no, but he's a Catholic, so, you know, boo. That's <laughs> just so remarkable to me, like, you know, 20, 30 years later, um, or 30-some-odd years later, you know, Kennedy, <laughs> he faced the same sort of thing, and then, and, you know, and, and uh, America had sort of been like, eh, well, you know, whatever, <laughs> Also, I think, I think it's a very complicated situation, but I think, I think there was a sort of like, "Mm," when it came to Richard Nixon, (laughs) and then we elected him, you know, (laughs) 12 years later, (laughs) or 18 years later, or eight years later, actually, sorry, my mouth is off. Anyways, not the point, not the fucking point. surrender is what we're talking about we're do- we got there because I was talking about the big book of AA so anyways so when you read these early testimonials from from early members of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous you know they, they they talk about you know yeah there were struggles during the great war and it was difficult and so then prohibition happened and I had access to alcohol and it was easier and everyone was doing it and so you know, I just partied my ass off and now I have a problem <laughs> And you know, and, and 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 to be fair, like not everybody who partied their asses off in the in the nineteen twenties wound up as an alcoholic, functioning or otherwise. But I think having that easy access to alcohol um, activated, you know, perhaps some latent alcoholism that uh, that uh, people didn't fully understand at that time. So, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it, it's just fascinating to me that the prohibition created alcohol, alcoholics anonymous anyways. Um, but so yeah, so we got there from the 12 steps. So, but, um, you know, in, in, in the 12 steps and, you know, narcotics anonymous, they, they sort of revised some of the wording in there to, you know, make it like a a power greater than myself and, you know, and I and uh when I was going through chemical dependency counseling training, um one of the one of my classmates talked about how she struggled with this idea of the power greater than herself because you know she's an atheist and you know and ultimately what she came to see as a power greater than herself was um the concept of family not specifically her family but the concept of family and you know and and, and so anyway so when so when we talk about like surrendering you know we're handing over that power uh you know handing over that control um, to whatever power we see is greater than ourselves, whether we call that God, the universe, I call it the powers that be, (laughs) you know, whatever, whatever works for you, you know, that's, that's what it means to surrender, and the reason I wanted to talk about surrender is cause uh, oh we got we got all the way here and you're just not gonna tell us why well yeah no that's out of character for you Becca yes yes it is <laughs> I am my own co-host <laughs> I'm I'm not <laughs> when I when I started podcasting back in uh, 2017 don't go looking for those shows they're fair, I deleted them from the internet I, I'm sure they exist somewhere. But it's been so long. I, I, I'd be surprised if anyone could find them. Anyways, um, I had this idea in my head of you know like oh well you know what kind of host do you want to be, and I thought of Craig Ferguson, <laughs> and so I don't know. In the, you know in in that vein, perhaps now I'm I'm ready for my robot skeleton sidekick <laughs> I don't know well we'll see but that'd be fun though um oh man I miss I miss Craig Ferguson on late night um I I, I love that guy because he because he like took the format and I, and I think, and I think this is, and I think this is what I, you know, what I identified with the most, and I've, I've always said, but he took that, that format of late night, and he was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it, you know, whatever, you want me to do a monologue, cool, you know, it, here's a news story that happened, um, and instead I'm gonna talk about, you know, the Renaissance, or, <laughs> you know, the Protestant Re- Reformation, or whatever, um, I always loved his, his monologue, um, because he would, you know, cause he, he, he like might nod to, you know, something going on in, in the, um, in the, in, in the news. And then he'd say, yeah, but guess what? It's also this holiday in Finland and this is where it came from, or, you know, something silly like that. And it was great. And so he took this, this format and he went, okay this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do, um, you know, a monologue talking about the day's events. Well, guess what? I'm going to talk about, you know, something else and it's going to be entertaining. And, and, you know, and, 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 and he just, he just made that, that format his own. or, um, my favorite thing. It was always this very symbolic thing. You know these guests would come on to uh to the show, and you know and he'd introduce them, and they'd come out and um and then, as soon as uh you know as soon as he sat down at the desk and they sat down on the chair next to the desk, he would rip up those you know cards that every host has with you know notes about things they're supposed to talk about or you know things that the the guest wants to promote or whatever. And Craig would just have this conversation with them, human to human. And, you know, and, and whatever they were promoting was almost an afterthought. It was really great. He won a Peabody Award, by the way, for, um, if you didn't already know this, for this conversation that he had with uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And it was it was a really, really great uh, conversation, really, really great episode. And um, I loved it. So anyways, <laughs> as time went on, he was like, well, wait, other, other late night shows have, you know, sidekicks. And um, so he's like, I'm going to have a gay robot skeleton sidekick. And the evolution of Jeff was just so awesome. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm ready for my robot skeleton sidekick. What was I talking about? Oh, why, why I wanted to talk about surrender. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, so, uh, I, uh, I got an email from, uh, Mandy Morris. If, if you know, if, if you follow me on TikTok, um or if you're really paying attention, I regularly speak extremely highly of Mandy Morris on so many different occasions. Mandy has completely changed my life. It's it's it, you know, I I was I was telling a friend of mine that like when Mandy Morris pops up in in like my feeds when like her content shows up or maybe I put this in a video, anyways, when Mandy Morris shows up in, in my, in my, you know, uh, algorithm, I know that something's about to shift in my life, I know that something big is about to happen, um, so, like, for example, back in, uh, 2020, you know, as I was coming to the end of my undergraduate degree, and trying to, you know, manifest a better life for myself and my kids and and all that fun stuff um I came across like a a free you know five-day challenge for like quantum shifting or something and you know she explained quantum shifting and and a lot of things started changing in me and, and that was a huge transition for me because I started learning how to live from a place of love rather than a place of fear and then fast forward two years and I was I was having my last like really bad um I I, I just started to to come out of a really bad depressive episode you know and it, it had been three weeks of non-stop darkness and then there was another three weeks where it was like sometimes it's darkness and sometimes it's like gray you know dim light and you know it was a weird it was a weird period but anyways she came into my purview and she was doing this uh I say purview I don't think that's the right word anyways she came into my uh awareness doing this uh uh raise your three days to raise your vibration uh virtual event and it started I will never forget this it started on October 21st and I remember the evening of October 20th, I was, I was struggling. I was struggling so hard and like, the, you know, I, I'd got through the whole day, you know, just like, no, we just got to get through today. We got to get through today because tomorrow it's, it's, it's going to be Mandy. We're going to, we're going to see Mandy and Mandy's going to change her lives, and everything's going to be great. It's going to be cool. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. We can do this. And, um, and and by that evening, I was exhausted. I was so exhausted. I was in so much emotional pain, which was manifesting as physical pain and exhaustion. I I finally, I called my friend Greg, Baba G, weed whacker really, and um and I said, I'm I'm about to break, and I need you to help me get. Through tonight, you know, just sit and talk to me, and he talked to me for an hour, and he talked me down from this really bad place, so that I could make it through that night and start the the virtual events, and so anyways um and and the year that that has passed between that three days to raise your vibration event and now has been like night and day. uh, you know, almost literally. You know, to to excuse me, to go from a place of of like that hopeless darkness into, you know, now I'm like, All right, what's next? Let's figure this out. Come on. You know, and I mean I'm a little bit like, you know, frustrated with it, right? because, um, because it's, uh, it's strange for me. Like, I don't know how to put it. Um, it's just, it's it's so strange, you know, to, to be like, yes, I'm ready to move on with my life. And, you know, I'm ready to do the things and I feel really healed and I feel really capable and I feel this and I feel that and then it's just like i try something and nothing comes of it so i try something else and nothing comes of it and so there's a little bit of that like frustration and i feel like it's just the powers that be going are you really ready are you about to regress back into the old patterns of thinking believing behaving anyways so uh the point is is that manny morris has changed my life and uh she has she has had this uh, uh Certification program called EME um, uh, e- M- e Integration, and EME M- e stands for uh, Emotional, Mental, Energetic, which are the the three areas that uh, she focuses on when it comes to um, creating conscious creation. I guess would be the the proper term. Anyway, so you know, a year ago, I knew like actually back in 2023 years ago, I knew, you know, I, I want to work with, with Mandy Morris and I had this, um, fantasy. I don't even want to say fantasy because that makes it sound like it's, you know, impossible. Right. But I, you know, as part of like my visualizations of, oh, you know, well, what's the first thing that I want to do after I get everything that I want? you know, after I, you know, get to this, you know, dream life, like my forever home and I have custody of my son back, or at least, you know, I know I'm going to have custody of my son back and all this stuff, right? And always, always for the past three years, it's been like, no, once I have exactly what I want, that's when I'm going to Take the time to do this EME integration certification. Not only because like half of it, you know, I've I've read up on it. Half of it is, you know, she just works with you on yourself. You know, you just, you break down your beliefs and, and your ideas about your life and all this stuff. You heal yourself for the first half of the program. And then the second half of the program is, okay, let's talk about how you can do this for other people and, you know, how you can set up your business, and all that fun stuff, so, you know, so I've always known, you know, like, this is what I want to do, I want to help people, so, um, so, anyways, um, about, uh, from your point of view, about a week ago, from my point of view, about three or four days ago, maybe five days ago, anyways, um, I got, I got an email from Eddie Morris and it's like, Hey, you know, you know, uh, apply to, you know, join this EME integration practitioner program. And I opened the email and I read it and I was like, Oh man, I really want to do that. Like I always do every time, you know, she opens up this program. Um, and, uh, you know, but I, but I set it aside cause it's always, you know, how, how, how am I supposed to pay for this? Right. And then, uh, you know, and then I was scrolling around on, on, uh, TikTok and or was it YouTube? I don't know. It, it was, it was a tarot reading, but it was, no, it was TikTok. It was a, it was a tarot reading from this, this reader that I really love, but she only comes on my feed when she's got a message that I really need to hear, like you know seriously, I will see this I will see this uh, reader like once or twice, maybe a month at most. sometimes it's just once or twice a quarter um, and it and it kind of bothers me because like I really I really love her content, but it only you know comes across my feed you know, but it's always with this, with this message that I need to hear. So of course I stop and I listen. Right. And in that message, it was like, you need to take a chance. You need to take a chance. You need to take a leap of faith. (laughs) So I'm like, so I go into a meditative state shortly thereafter and I go, okay, what is this leap of faith? And that email sort of came into my consciousness. So I'm like, okay. So I open the email and I start filling out the application and, you know, it's, it's pretty standard stuff. Cause I, I can tell you why I want to do this, you know, why I want to work with Mandy specifically, why I'm interested in this program. I, you know, I can tell you what's blocking me. What's blocking me is money. You know, <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> I don't have the money, man. Uh, where's the money Lebowski? Anyways, um, and, uh, you know, and then, and then it got to a question where it said, how much do you have available to invest in your future right now? And like the smallest amount that was on there was $500 to dollars And I was like, I don't even have that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, you know, and, and i and I'm like, Ugh. so I, I got frustrated and I closed the thing and I was like, okay you know, whatever, you know, it is what it is. Maybe that wasn't the leap of faith. I was meant to take it, you know, and I, and I backed off and then I got this, um, and then I got this email a few days later, um, from the, you know, EME program, um, saying, Hey, you know, can we set up a, a, a phone call? And this came through, I don't want to say late at night, but, you know, later in the evening after, (laughs) after I went to bed, but I go to bed early. So, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's, it's a late night for me if I'm up past nine o'clock. Normally, normally lights are off by 830. Anyways, and uh, so it's 1212 this email comes through and says, Hey, uh, I'd like to set up a meeting with you, you know, shoot me, shoot, shoot me an email with your, with your phone number. And with, uh, times that work for you over the next couple of days. And so I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm available Monday through Friday, you know, from this time to this time. And it wasn't long after I replied that, her reply came through it's like oh cool I can fit you in today I'm like okay (laughs) so yada 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 we have this we have this meeting and um you know and I talked to her about you know how Mandy's changed my life and the kinds of things that I want to do and you know and she she's talking about how much the program costs I'm just like I don't have the money (laughs) I don't and I was like, oh well, you know we do we do have a, a a you know an option where you can like you know get a a a loan right to to pay for it. I'm like, you know, I'm already like tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, but you know maybe all right, cool, let's maybe that the, the, the you know. <laughs> maybe I can make a stupid decision now and pay it off later, you know, kind of like, like Kevin Smith, right? And clerks. So I'm like, okay. But then shortly thereafter, like our, our call got cut off. And so, uh, so she, so she shoots me a text and she shoots me an email and she's like, Hey, let's, I, I really, I think you'd be a great fit for this. I, I really, I love what you have to say. I think, I think this would be great for you. I think this would be great for us. Um, when can we reschedule this? And so, um, you know, and so we, we rescheduled, you know, you know, a follow up meeting or whatever. But in the meantime, she sent me a link to where I could, you know, finance, uh, potentially, you know, signing up for this course and I didn't get approved. And so, um, and th- so that was last night And then I, and then I, uh, that I, that I got the, the, you know, nope, this is our final decision. You, you don't, you don't get money and I get it, you know, I really do. And, um, you know, and I knew that that was, that that was a, a possibility, but I also knew that there was a possibility that that might not be what would happen. So I tried and, uh, and I just wanted to I just, I wanted to break, you know, cause it was just like, this felt like the right time finally, you know, cause before, you know, it was always like, yeah, I really want to do that. But I also know that it's going to cost money that I don't have. I really want to do that, but I don't have the money. And so I'm not even going to try, but this time it's like, I don't have the money, but I'm still going to try. And, you know, and so I thought that by trying something would, would magically appear and it doesn't seem like it has, you know? And so when I, when I got that, that, you know, denial for the, you know, financing, I, um, I wanted to break and then I went, no, you know what? This isn't the be-all, end-all. There's gotta, there's, there's gotta be something else. There's gotta be something else, and I don't know what that something else is, but I don't need to know right now because it will present itself at the right time. And if this is the right time, then this is the right time. And so, like, I just, I, <laughs> my poor four-year-old, <laughs> mama's talking to herself again, Anyway... He- <laughs> I just I just sort of said okay I surrender you know you take care of it powers that be whoever's listening to this you take care of it if this is the right time you will show me how this can happen you will point me in the direction I need to go you will make it happen in the meantime if this is not the right time then I'm going to learn a lesson from this and I don't know what that lesson is but I'm going to learn it (laughs) But that's what it is. It's just that handing over of control, handing over, hand it over. You take care of it. It's not my responsibility. <laughs> I don't have to figure out how I'm gonna, you know, come up with you know forty five hundred dollars to do a coaching program. I don't. I don't have to do it, and I'm not gonna do it. So it's not. But anyways, after, after I did that, I just went, okay, um, we're going to talk about surrender tomorrow <laughs> because it's, you know, cause there's, there's so much, I see, I see it in a lot of spiritual groups of like, well, what does it actually mean to surrender? What does it actually mean to surrender? And, you know, and, and, You know, because cause, you know, cause everything everything you want in this world comes about as a result of taking action, but also knowing when not to take action, and um, you know, and and you know, like in Taoism, that's that's uh, Wu Wei, you know, acting through non-action, or Wei Wu Wei. I forget. It's, it's, it's this you know you just act within the flow, like you tap into that that Dao that natural rhythm of life, the universe, and everything, and um and you act from that place, and you know and in a way that's that's what surrender is is it's like okay, I'm just gonna take action in accordance with the Dao. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Anyways, I I don't know if this made sense to anybody that that isn't me, <laughs> uh, but I hope you got something from it. I still don't have my website situation sorted. I'm working on it. <laughs> I I realized that I was overthinking it, and uh, so I'm I'm. I'm going back to some basics, and uh, unfortunately that does take time and and energy, and um, I've got an abundance of one, but not so much of the other, so I'm working on it, but if you want to, you know, keep up with my shenanigans and occasionally see me try and sell you shit because, (laughs) because mama dude needs moving money anyways, you can check out my TikTok, um, it's, uh, my, my handle is at Rebecca Thistle 923, that's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-T-H-I-S-T-L-E 923 on, uh, TikTok, uh, also like the, um, uh, like the podcast page, I, <laughs> I work really hard to keep that, to keep that feed, um, up to date, like, every, every Friday, I, <laughs> or saturday depending on how friday goes but every week i sit down and i and i i I say i say to my daughter and i say to anybody who's bothering me on you know messenger you know messages like you know hey i i can't talk right now i'm foraging for memes (laughs) But, you know, I post daily reflections from the doodly hermitage. Um, I started posting um, happily right now uh, card of the day thing. You know, cause I, I've got a lot of Oracle decks, you know, might as well put them to use. So, yeah, uh, the podcast page is called Abiding in Avalon. At least it is right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, until next time always remember my dudes to take it easy and abide wow this was a longer episode than usual talk to y'all later